1: I am not the most emotional person on this podcast. Uh, uh. I might be the most passionate person. It's the worst damn sports show, period. Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry.
2: This is the worst damn sports show period. What's up? I'm Steve Burrell. That is dubs. Good
1: luck cutting that in
2: the 15 seconds. That's not going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, too, all right, so we're, we're like having this little chat before we actually start like we normally do, and I was prepared to start this, the firing the thing yeah. well in advance, and what you do is you press the button on the mouse, and then you let it up yeah. for it to come off, and so yeah. I had to press down forever. Like My finger was getting tired. Was you like, know, you could like, have just <laughs> moved
1: the mouse pointer off of that button
2: no, I didn't know that released it and
1: it would have been fine.
2: Wow. We learned something new today. That's go. good for, uh, Glad that's good help. for everything. When yeah. you learn new things, you obtain problem solving yeah. skills and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Beardo, by the way. That is Beardo. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm glad. Thank you, Dubs. Uh, I was wondering when you we were going to get around to that. Well, it
1: wasn't, it's not normally my job, but I made sure it got done, all right?
2: right a team effort. <laughs> uh, here on the Worst Damn Sports Show, period, we're going to talk about sports today. We're going to be heavy on the Broncos, right? Heavy on the football we're gonna, is that what we're dealing? We're going to try. I don't have the, the things up right now. What are our topics today?
3: Uh, preseason just in general, since yes. we have 12 games today yes and then of course we'll talk about the broncos we'll kind of preview into the preseason game for saturday against the vikings
2: this is fun like this is this is actually you know without even getting into uh you know with the lay down thick and the best and the worst and stuff like that it truly is in with that side sideways thing where you just like the ESPN is on right now. And you look up and it's Matthew Berry doing like a fantasy man. You're like, yeah, <laughs> back. <We're> back. <laughs> this we're is back. this is why winter sneaks
1: up on me so much though. Cause mm. you're just, you get all distracted. It's like football. I'm like, I want to get to next week and I want to get right. to a month from now. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, opening day. And it's like, well, we're two and two right now. So we, be, we got to win a game and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like December. It's, what the hell happened? It was yeah. just summertime.
3: Well, for me, it's <laughs> it's into football, into hockey octo- right. on October, so I'm like, all right, man. Well, but
1: that's... all of a sudden, it's eight <laughs> degrees outside when yeah, you're walking right. into work, and you're like, what happened? <laughs> Where'd it go?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it this is that is the way it works, because we do have the preseason game, which all that came out of nowhere. I thought, and the next thing you know, you are week to week, and next thing you know, you're excited about the after the first game. You're like, oh, mid September. Just like that. Right. All right. Well, it's speaking of getting deep into something. I don't know how that came out. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I, I had a segue in my mind.
1: I've, I mean, I've, I don't I know what seen. we decided to do for tweet of the week because there was one that popped up today that I sent you guys. I don't know if you saw. I
2: didn't. I didn't look. No. Um, oh, wait. No, the one that you had, but I thought we had something else already lined up. But oh, we, we did about that. Yeah. Too. But, I mean, we can talk, but about, we can about, talk about that later because we're talking about preseason. No, yeah. no. I, so there was a second one I sent you that I did not see.
1: That was the uh, umpire Oh. Did you guys see that? The, the moth in
2: the ear?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh but go ahead.
3: Do you <laughs> Well, I mean, we could talk about that. That was weird. It was like- That'll be my worst. So
1: terrifying. I've got to print it out. (laughs) But I've got another one. If you go, you can do that one. Uh, Let's
3: go with what we had planned. Well, the one, the one that I thought was kind of odd and I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, we threw up a a Twitter poll. We've been kind of doing these worst damn debates on Twitter. And this week's was what do the Broncos need to do? Uh, Kind of which position do they need to address the most? Maybe after training camp as far as a backup goes
2: as in right now well, yeah. I mean basically
3: and some of the op- the options were either do nothing like we're fine where we're at sign a veteran backup quarterback or sign some o-line help or sign a third down or a third uh cornerback cuz it feels like there hasn't been any decisions cemented for those positions and what I thought was surprising is most of the people who voted I think it got about 103 votes on twitter Everybody or the highest one was that we needed O-line help as opposed to a veteran backup quarterback.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not surprised at all. That's what I would have voted for. And that is
1: what I voted for.
3: Oh, no, I, I think that we need a veteran quarterback.
2: I think that's column A, column B, like, you know, 1A, 1B almost. Yeah, sure. It's true. But the O-line, like, let's keep our number one guy as healthy as possible first.
1: Yeah, I mean, roll it back. If, if you're talking about the NFL as a whole right now. It's it's all about having a young quarterback as your backup quarterback. Very few teams actually have a veteran backup. Uh, the ones that do are the ones with young quarterback so like mitch trubisky in chicago they paid a bunch of mo- money to chase daniels for a veteran backup mm-hmm. but if you're talking like aaron Rodgers, it ends up being who was the kid from ucla that played last year right like brett humley right yeah, you, yeah. You, you know what i mean if you've got an established quarterback lots of teams have younger backup quarterbacks and you've got an established quarterback case keenum is your veteran in the room
2: Sure, you're not expecting in in a situation like that. You're really pretty much banking on your guy to to stay healthy for the year. For sure, if the other guy comes in, it's like we're probably going to lose those. It's
1: just with the new CBA and how cheap young players are, especially at quarterback, where you overpay all the time. uh, I I think more teams go like ride with a youthful backup than Mm -hmm. ever before.
2: And we kind of have that already with Chad Kelly. Not Paxton Lynch. <laughs> I can't imagine. This. Wait, who's tweeting out that, that he looks
1: good? Somebody was saying that Paxton was looking good.
3: One practice, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, like one practice, he looked okay. But that's the problem with the backup quarterbacks for Denver. Like other teams might have younger backup quarterbacks, Brent Brent Hunley, for example. Yeah, he came in and showed that he can play games with a hurt Aaron Rodgers. It took a while. It did. It looked horrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't games. know if he showed yeah. that he can but play I think, games. I think that the organization trusted that, and they went through that process. I can't say that we really
2: trust the two guys behind Case Keenum on the Broncos. Actually, to that point, too. They missed the playoffs because of that. Not having a guy that could cuz sure. they lost badly for a few games with, without Aaron Rodgers. So it was that cost them their season yeah, not having a guy that could just put together if they would have just won one more of those games yeah. like they would have been fine.
1: Well, and right down to the end, it was is Aaron Rodgers going to make it back and try to win the last game or two to get them and into the playoffs. And like he
2: would kind of did. And then the next thing you know, just the, yeah. he didn't play that last game of the season. Right. Which hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> but outside um,
1: of that, yeah. So yeah, so so then back to your point. I I totally think listen, offensive line, you've got five guys that are liable to get injured instead of one guy who's liable to get injured. Sure. Right. So if you can get a good swing offensive lineman who can fill in multiple positions, you're backing up more spots than if you're just backing up the quarterback and who's keeping the quarterback upright it's the offensive line. So, you know, I, I, that's why I thought that way, at least explaining my, my thought process. Yeah, <laughs> I, The, the
2: other scary part though is like, what, what are you going to do? Like what, what's out there? The, the talk is to wait maybe and see
3: what the jets do at quarterback with the fact that they have Sam Darnold, Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater.
1: And mm-hmm. I saw a report yesterday from Manish Mehta, who is a great reporter for the jets, uh, that they are entertaining offers for Bridgewater.
3: Which is interesting. Yeah. I, that's, I, if I'm the Broncos, I don't know if I pull a trigger on a trade for Bridgewater just yet. But uh, another guy that they have thrown out there is Matt Moore, who I think yeah, yeah,
2: that would be a better because he's more of a Case Keenum style player, like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, one, he's like, who knows, like he's, he's, he's and he's a proficient together.
3: backup. I don't know that he's like he's not great. But he he would he would be he's a guy that in my mind, if I'm looking at getting a veteran quarterback, that's the guy I go for first.
1: Well, and really, this conversation center centers around what if Case Keenum gets hurt, right? Right. Well, if Case Keenum gets hurt, you have options that will come here if they know they're going to play. Right. You have guys like you can go trade for Nick Foles if you
2: wanted to. That would cost a buck or two. Yeah.
1: It would cost a buck or two now, Yeah, but if you wait till week four of the season when Carson Wentz is already back in and he knows that he's played his four games and Wentz is now the guy and he's back on the bench and the Eagles know that Wentz is healthy because he's on the field already, you yeah. might be able to get him like before the deadline for something cheaper. So just because it, this guy might have to come in and play in a game because Keenum gets hurt doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to make a corresponding move to try to bring somebody else in. Cause if I'm the Eagles and you come and say, Hey, I'll give you a third round pick to try to continue my season with Nick Foles instead of, you know, Paxton Lynch, yeah. a quarterback,
2: then what well, would you do that anyway? If it got to that point four weeks in just to solidify, if it cost you a third round pick to still solidify your backup, because you can't just bank on, he's going to get hurt. If he's going to get hurt, it's going to be the first four games. You got to imagine later in the season something like that. Carson Wentz is a
3: perfect example. He went down what, week.
2: 13?
3: Yeah, something like something that. Like it
2: was late. They yeah. think, I think Foles played four games. Yeah, yeah I mean, there. you never know when
1: it's going to happen. Sure. They have moved the trade deadline back. I think it's like week 10 now, maybe week 8. Okay. Um. So, they have moved it back a little bit. I was just throwing week 4 out there as an example because sure, sure, sure. Uh, they were saying the first month of the season, they thought Foles was going to start and then Wentz was going to come back. Yep. That number is changing. They're saying that Wentz might start opening day. Uh. But yeah, wow. I mean, you never know. It's just There are other options out there for quarterback. Um, Shall I speak the name? Shall I actually say it? Jay Cutler Jay Cutler's yeah, out there right like <laughs> I uh, think both of you yeah, <laughs> I mean it's but it's possible right you've got Jacoby Brissett if Andrew Luck ends up being healthy in in in, in uh, Indy you could get Jacoby Brissett maybe for a cheap price uh, there's all kinds of of these guys that you can go get if you need to uh, whereas you can't necessarily just sign them right now and put them in the camp <laughs>
3: An- another name that was brought up is uh, RG3 yeah. just Depending on what happens in Baltimore, he might get cut outright. Yeah, he might get cut outright.
2: So, uh, okay,
3: <laughs> shall we? Yeah, yeah. Three,
0: <clears throat> Topic one
3: it's time for preseason football. We have 12 <laughs> preseason <laughs> games today, <laughs> and one of them happens to be Dubs's team. Yeah. Which I kind of want to talk about. Like,
0: <laughs>
2: are, you,
3: are you excited about Josh Allen yeah. starting? How like, could you
2: not? How can you not? Yeah. come on. Oh, the pessimist. Okay. That's right. Uh, right.
0: No, no, no. no.
1: I, uh, I'm, I'm not pessimistic about Josh Allen. I.
0: Per- it's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over forty and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: Personally, did not like the pick. Wouldn't have been the pick that I made. I liked Josh Rosen better than him. What does my opinion mean? Probably nothing, right? Uh, I watch some film and so on and so forth. And I liked Rosen better means nothing. Alan's my guy now. And there have been all kinds of reports out of Bill's camp that he both has done really well and really poorly. And that there's no question that he is the most talented quarterback that we have, which isn't hard to do when you have AJ McCarron and Nathan Peterman. Uh, so the way that I feel about Alan uh if we're getting into Bill's talk uh, quickly, I'll just say I'm nervous. I'm not um, anything. I I don't wish anything bad upon him. The one thing that was a consensus from everybody who watched him play at Wyoming, whether they liked him or didn't like him was that he was going to need to sit. He was going to need time. And if he goes out in his first preseason game and goes four for 24 with two interceptions, It's going to be on the 24-hour news cycle Mm -hmm. and on the Buffalo media and on Twitter and in his head that he's garbage, right? Oh, well, we told you he was going to be trash. And guess what? He's trash. And so I am nervous just because I think the kid needs time. And I think his confidence could easily get shattered with a bad preseason and a preseason opener.
3: So the Bills are going to have a little bit of the feeling that the Broncos have had with Paxton Lynch. (laughs) So we see
2: the, have they have their depth chart? Where is he? he, so all
1: of them have had Number time one, with right? the ones.
2: Okay. Um, but they have an official depth chart. They, they
1: haven't put out an official depth chart yet. Okay. I'm um, just so
2: curious, like preseason game, like, w- do we know, is he going to start? Is he going to play with the ones. He the has
1: gotten the most time with the threes. Mm. So the thought is that they're going to let McCarron start a game and Peterman start a game and then decide Peterman. who's going to start the third game. Um, And I think Allen's going to get the entire second half tonight. I think you'll see A.J. McCarron, Nathan Peterman, and then I think Allen plays the entire second half.
3: Is that just because they know Mm -hmm. what they might have in A.J. McCarron, given that we've had film tape on him a little bit?
1: Uh, I think it's because the first four games of the season uh, are against incredibly tough defenses for the Bills and that uh, if Allen starts, the earliest it'll be is week five. And so they want to give this team the best chance to win because if they come through those four games at three and one, then we've got a season and let's go. And if they come through that stretch at zero oh and four,
2: then let's let's just see what we put it out an and see <laughs> see what happens. That's kind of a, a strange way to do it, though. Just in my mind, with your guy who's supposed to be the guy of the future to throw him in there at the like if he plays the whole second half, that's where some of the weird stuff does happen because you're playing with the backup lineman you're playing with against defensive players that are looking to make a splash yeah, for their team. So it's kind of, you're almost putting them into the grinder when you do that.
1: You are, but you want to see that he can run the offense efficiently. Yeah. You want to see that he can lead these guys who are desperate to make a team. Right. I think, I think the leadership part is a really big part of that rookie quarterback thing, right? Can you command a huddle? Can you command the field? Can you get out there, look like you know what you're doing, um, and can you do that during game time? So I, I like him being with the threes just because I like the fact that he needs as many snaps as he can get. And if he plays the whole second half, then good for, me, good, for good for
2: me. I saw you put on the notes something about Deshaun Watson making his return as a question mark. Is, that, is, is he ready for that? I didn't really pay too close attention to anyone other than the Broncos, so.
3: They've been talking about it and I don't know I don't know just how much playing time he would get. I think they play tonight. That would be or, complete insanity if he goes but, out to
2: the first preseason game. I, I don't mean, think so. I mean it was early in the season yeah. last year, he got hurt. Yeah, but why would you even like bother? Four? Like it's your guy. Like this is obviously like that's who you're putting everything on onto. You talk about Tom Brady, they're they was like, Will Tom Brady play? He never played. He's still only a second year quarterback though. Second year quarterback that was lighting the league on fire when he I came know, in last year, but I, I think coming you know, off I, of an ACL,
1: I'm yeah. thinking in, if I'm the coach, I I play him if he's first ready, if he's, game, if he's healthy, healthy and, and ready third. to go. I play him.
2: I just I but guess probably I, not long, right? No, like maybe a series or two, two series tops. And that okay, that's that's maybe part of it too. I'm, I'm actually more on the side of not playing anybody, especially in that first preseason game, other than maybe just a couple of snaps. Just kind of put on the gear, get out there and do it for a second. But the the risk of injury on every single play is so high for these guys that on it, what is legitimately a worthless game. And you're not playing your preseason, especially your first preseason game, you're not playing to see what your starters have. Like you're playing to see what everybody else has. True. Yeah.
1: Um, You also get Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley tonight. Oh yeah. It's doofy hat
2: season. I saw that with Baker Mayfield's uh, indoor. hat. (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) He was was wearing a goofy hat at his indoor press conference. like Uh a big sunny hat kind of thing. I'm like, Oh. oh, he's taking the Cam Newton approach to it. <laughs> it wasn't that doofy, <laughs> but it was I, a
1: little. Yeah, people like, are boarding camp right now because they haven't hit anybody, but their teammates for two weeks. Yeah. So
2: people are getting a little punchy. Um, so, uh, is he the starter? Is Tyrod no, Taylor starter?
1: Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, they have made it clear that Tyrod's a starter, but there's another quarterback that Baker Mayfield takes that job week four. You might have Tyrod Taylor for a fourth or fifth round pick if you need him.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that was kind of one of the things that came up when they drafted Baker. It's like, Hey man, if he comes out and he looks like our franchise guy, let's, let's go make another giant trade. Cause that's what the Browns have been doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't think he gets it that early. I think Tyrod is a, consummate professional uh and I think it's only listen they haven't even had mediocrity in Cleveland so he gives them what <laughs> I'm serious like that's what we talked about it's him true. versus Peterman last year and if he gives them mediocre quarterbacking their defense wasn't terrible last yeah. year I mean they can have a semblance of a season that they haven't had in like a six five ten years yeah, yeah, like, a huge well, upgrade yeah well even you know if they go seven and nine and they're three and four seven games in there's gonna be and uh, like this isn't to Bash you Browns fans, but that just the hope, just <laughs> right. the just whole, mean, that you're not Browns fans zero seven. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that's going to be a big win for that franchise.
3: Well, and they they they've spent some time and effort making a bunch of trades just to upgrade the offense this yeah. year. Like they went out and got Jarvis Landry, they got Tyrod Taylor, they drafted Baker Mayfield, they uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah, like it's they signed it's,
1: a running back too. I forget who, Carlos Hyde maybe
3: something like that yeah, yeah. but they so. they they retooled the entire offense with the hopes of hey we're going to have a team that puts up points this year instead of going 0 in 16 yeah um of the big 4 quarterbacks who do you think we see the most out of like the big 4 rookies Allen Mayfield uh, Darnold Rosen
1: I think you see the most of Rosen I do too um their coach Steve Wilkes, I believe, has said that uh, he's going to get a ton of preseason snaps. Oh, okay. That's Why? The yes, because your starter is Sam Bradford, and yeah. he is a guy, <laughs> the Steve, made a glass. who I would I would play in the uh, third preseason game and the third preseason game only. And uh, I might and keep not keep your fingers crossed. Like, don't down. even run onto the field. I want you in the owner's box, sitting down, Sam, wheelchair <laughs> out yeah, right. for you're you're your opening. You're not allowed to
2: even go up and down
1: the stairs. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So they said Rosen is going to get a ton of snaps. I think he's probably the most, and I think Allen's close behind, because I think they'll play him with the threes a
2: bunch. Bradford's down. He went to go drink a water. His leg he exploded. Slipped line.
3: They paid so much money for him, too. Broke it's neck. so crazy.
1: And Mike Lennon, too. They paid a ton of oh, yeah. money. Too. <laughs> God, so, I don't even know if he's still there, but I imagine he'll be splitting time with Josh Rosen. So Football!
3: Yeah, I mean, it's fun to talk about. <laughs> also, before we kind of wrap up the preseasons segment uh, i wanted dubs to uh oh god to, to do the preseason pledge that you tweeted out because oh, it did make me laugh
1: i didn't did. uh i wasn't prepared for this well but I, yes i it, can i can find it's on it on twitter if, it takes two seconds yeah if you give me a second here i would have like some type of bed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> i could find something random <laughs> just
3: just this is just to remind everyone that it is preseason we're not supposed to overreact we will but we're not supposed to. Yeah, you were to. so
1: angry about it. You I were mean, fighting. I'm going to overreact. It's you were fighting me. I don't football. know why. No, don't <laughs> don't overreact. Everything is going to be fine. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Jeremy White. I want to give him credit. Uh, he is a Buffalo sports uh, broadcaster and um, because the Bills have been woeful before, it's often in preseason that fans get a little bit overexcited. Uh, you guys normally do better with that here in Denver than we do in buffalo um <laughs> but uh in years past the bills have been better and so people have been uh, thinking this way and now you guys are starting to lose it because you didn't have a quarterback yeah. for one year we have a quarterback and a number
3: <laughs> five pick we're gonna
1: overreact yeah. so uh repeat after me please no yes <laughs> i I state your name. State your name. State your name. Do solemnly swear. Solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. Before the football deities. Before the football,
3: football deities.
1: And Mother Momentum and Father Time. And, and Mother
3: Momentum and Father
2: Time. That
1: I shall not take any serious evaluation out of the
2: preseason. Whatever you do say. Yeah, that thing.
1: No interceptions, nor touchdowns, nor vanilla schemes, no play calls, no scoreboards, nor killer instincts. I shall hope only to come out injury-free. I like that
3: part. I like that part, yeah. That's good.
1: (laughs) And I shall toss everything else into the burning fire of football's molten (laughs) volcano of takes and wait for real football to start.
2: I like a it lot. Is, I like a lot of that, too. <laughs> it, yeah, it, 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 it is real football.
1: No, <laughs> it makes sense. Right, just the, the don't sense. freak out. Don't Ran. freak out. Don't freak
2: out. Here's a random stat from that just like stuck in my head. These things that just don't rattle out of your brain the uh, two seasons that the Broncos win the Super Bowl with Elway, like the last two, they didn't win a single preseason game. Yes. So they got whipped. <laughs> and New time.
1: England's notorious for going 0-4 in the preseason. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and Cleveland's it. notorious for going 4-0. <laughs> right. If Cortland Sutton goes out there and drops Ooh, like six him, passes. <laughs> no, no. If he, if he gets targeted seven times and catches one ball, it's going to be okay. It's
2: I am very excited okay. about that. I can't help it. Cause I've, I've seen not a, a, I haven't seen one bit, but I've heard great things. So I'd love to see him out there. Don't overreact.
3: I won't overreact. I'm going to overreact to Marquette King bombing it. Like 80 yards down the field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he's going to find out where certain Denver radio personalities sit and kick it directly at them in the stands. <laughs> like, oops, my yeah. bad. Like, Whoops. That was a negative four yard punt. What were you doing? You just punted it towards the sideline. You it's know like, what well,
2: <laughs> you know who's up there. You see him, I can see him. Yeah. All right, let's move on. This is the part where we lay it on thick here in the worst damn sports show period. We talk about something that is really exciting us, make us one way happy one way or another uh i believe beardo and i have topics ready to go i believe dubs the pessimist does not whoa so, <laughs> whoa now
1: let's dial that back a bit no I'm not, not, a, no 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 we're I not sidetracking i
2: am not, side-tracked. We're I not, am not a right. pessimist we're moving on to uh what do you got beardo uh
3: i'm gonna start by laying it on thick with someone or with a team that i'm gonna get a lot of hate for i'm gonna lay it on thick for the oakland raiders this week there's been a big story wait, about wait uh, Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I know. See, I I get it. That was weird to say. It's Uh odd. But they did something really cool. They actually uh, hired a full-time position. The first female uh, assistant coach in Oakland Raiders history. And she graduated from CSU. That is good. All yeah. the way around. Yeah. Her name is uh Kelsey Martinez. She is a strength and conditioning coach. Uh and apparently like everybody in the organization just absolutely thinks the world of her. She's the players have got she's got respect from the players, the coaches, uh even the like the the team higher ups um, have paid attention to what she's been doing. So I think it's really cool. It's it's also cool to see more women involved on the sidelines. And for the Oakland Raiders I think that was a, a really cool move for them to make so.
2: by the way on that same note this is not my late on thick but interesting in that same field there are now uh male cheerleaders on more than one team mm-hmm. out. so it's like yeah it's all happening at the same and time and
1: shouts out to csu who have uh produced the first female assistant coach yeah. in oakland raiders history and the first assistant female assistant coach in the nba
3: with yeah. becky hammond
2: oh i didn't yeah. know that yeah
1: yep.
2: <laughs> so csu, shout ladies out to CSU. yeah
3: they're, they're rocking it
2: Awesome. I'll lay it on thick to something that, you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but it is time. And it was a, a series of texts that I got from a couple of different people, a couple of different groups of people. of uh, Fantasy football drafts. <laughs> like, we're figuring it out. And it is like, that's the eye-opener part. That was before the Matthew Berry segment. we was like, yes, yes, if fantasy football, which, by the way, I won two out of my four leagues last year. I know it's very important <sighs> for everyone to know. Solid humble brag there. Yeah.
3: Uh, Wait, it wasn't humble? Okay, keep I think going. I did this last year at the end of the season, too, so that's a repetitive brag. I'm pretty sure breath. you
2: lost the league that we play in with you, so. I did make the playoffs, but I did lose. <laughs> yeah, well, it, was yeah. a, it was a big 0-6 turnaround. Let me Eat tell it. you about how that season unfolded. <laughs> but just in general, it does get me excited. It makes me realize that I do love football and I also love gambling, and so <laughs> it's back. It's back. It is, it is fun, and it's one of my favorite things to do. It's like, like, it, it, you know what it is? It's an attention-getter. Like, as far as there are a lot of things, you might have noticed, there are a lot of things in this world that are kind of dragging it down lately. No, and it's nice no. to have a little escape. And football, listen to the pessimist Steve yeah, Morrell. Yeah. <laughs> and football is an escape, like, typically. But even that got muddied up last year. <laughs> That's true. It still continues to be. So this is a pure for now, in its own form, and so it's, it, I love it. Love it.
1: All right. Well, I was thinking, uh, I could lay it on thick for drunk guys fixing a bike rack that oh, was cemented into that the ground. Uh, video amazing. Uh, or a rave that you have to enter through a porta potty, like that, too. <laughs> um, but instead, I'm just gonna kind of do the same thing as Steve, uh, but not exactly. I sent out a tweet on Sunday, said, Congratulations. You've made it through the last Sunday without football yes. until February.
2: I saw that when he did make me think.
1: <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> that
2: is kind of cool,
1: right? You sit back and think. And, like, it's going to be college football one Sunday, and it's going to be, you know, NFL another Sunday and preseason some Sundays. But just the fact that it's there, like you can flip on the TV at any time, <laughs> and some rerun of the Arizona Cardinals versus the San Diego Chargers preseason game is on, it's like – I'm going to watch this. <laughs> so I'm going to see
3: what
2: happens here.
3: Do you guys make plans to watch preseason games like you do for regular season no. games? I
2: mean, Maybe. yeah, no, like, like yeah, I mean, no, if it's happening, I think I got something going on Saturday, so I'll probably miss most, if not all, of the the Broncos one, and I'm not going to be too sad about it until, like, that third one. Uh, but when it's season, like, when the season is happening, that's when it's special. Like, th- those are the days, like, I love turning on the red zone just hoping for bad weather (laughs) (laughs) only because not because it's going to change my plans, but I will be like looking outside when it's really nice. Be like, I should, I feel bad about doing this. But (laughs) but when it's like a blizzard outside, you're like, this is where I need to be. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm
1: going to throw on a pot of chili. I
3: got some hot chocolate, a blanket (laughs) and football all day. This is fantastic. Ah, so that's that. This is this
0: (laughs) second topic.
3: Well, going with, uh, preseason football I think we should talk about the Broncos taking on the Vikings this Saturday it's their first preseason game hard pass Uh, we've got (laughs) all right Mr. Buffalo Bills fan you pipe down over there for this segment (laughs) Um, no but I think it's kind of it's fun for the Broncos to talk about preseason because of our draft class this year like Everybody has been talking about how amazing this class has performed in camp. It's going to be tough to make decisions, and we've got
2: eight rookies within the first or second string for the Broncos. So, and does that even include guys that didn't play last year, or that just like uh, Demarcus Walker? Or no, like- they're not
1: technically rookies in the
3: NFL right. Last so yeah, year. but they're.
2: Kind of for like Jake Butt to yeah. play a snap. Yeah, Chad it, Kelly. It,
3: it might it might include uh, Jake Butt. It might include uh, Chad Kelly. But I know like as far as the people that we drafted this year, we've got Chubb, who's going to be in there yeah. for a little bit. Uh, Josie Jewell made his uh, return to practice. So we're going to see him play. Awesome. Of course, the two receivers, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, they're going to be Deshaun Watson's there. playing wide yeah, receiver right? for you. I got news for you.
1: You might want to give Keenum the old boot there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's probably pretty good. At yeah. That
3: too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of an exciting. It'll be fun to watch this this young group of people come in because I feel like I don't know. I, I think we got really excited the year that Paxton Lynch was drafted just to see what he could do because. We were hoping he was going to be the face of the franchise that hasn't necessarily <laughs> panned out yet. Uh, but then, like last year, I, I think about the guys that we drafted last year, and I don't know if there was as much hype around some of them. Like maybe D'Angelo Henderson, maybe Brandon Lingley. Um, but
1: I mean, that's what that's that is the uh, the case of drafting in the twenties, right? Like, sure. It's just not, sure, 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 yeah, not the same thing. Um, and that's not just in the first round, but that's your second round pick, too. I mean, your second round pick feels more like a first round pick now, doesn't it, when you're talking about Cortland Sutton? Yeah, it does.
3: Um, I mean, and Josie Josie Jewell was a sixth round, fifth round?
1: Even still, not even that late, I don't think. Maybe fourth? I don't know. Whatever, but, like, he's a guy who um, produced, and you think can produce at this level. So even if it's not, you know, you don't expect him to come in and be a world beater, but if he comes in and is – good yeah that's a thing you know well and, uh, and
3: he's second on the depth chart behind brandon marshall so so you
1: know. yeah of course you watch guys like jewel you watch sutton uh i think there's gonna be eyes on roby uh and to see how he handles i think there's gonna be eyes on whoever plays nickel corner um it, it might be it might be another rookie it might be item it could be um but it's i think whoever, whoever they put there is there's is gonna get a lot of eyes sure um You've, of course, got Jake Butt. You've got everybody who's been waiting to watch Chad Kelly actually play. Um, there's all kinds of guys to watch, but I think preseason is more about who makes a name for themselves. Right. Right? Like, it's not about who you go in expecting to watch. Sure. It's who you come out watching Hello, Kyle Slaughter. Yeah. Right? I mean. <laughs> Who makes his return to Denver with r-
3: <laughs> Trevor Simeon.
1: <laughs> I know. That is kind of crazy. Watch
3: him just uh,
2: light it up. <laughs>
1: but, but, I mean, we didn't. Nobody went into the preseason last year and was like, man, this Slaughter
3: kid. Right, like we. Well, had, he, I mean, I mean, I'm a UNC alum, and like I, I knew of him. I had right. watched him play, but even I was just like, "Yeah, we'll see." Then he like, comes okay. out, drops
1: an 80 yard dime <laughs> yeah. on the in the first preseason game in the fourth quarter. I think to win the game, if I remember right, to Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden, it's like Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I think that's what preseasons about, right? Yeah. Who makes it? Who's the Terrell Davis? Who lights somebody up on a kickoff? And you're like, cool, let's go. Well, Indeed.
3: and we have such a deep like running back group that'll sure. that'll be fun to watch to yeah. see if if you know a Philip Lindsay can produce in a game or what Royce Freeman's gonna do or
1: whatever.
3: Yeah, or, whatever. Uh, yeah, or uh, <laughs> the other guy, uh, the big dude, uh, Williams. What 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 is he gonna make the team? Because he's had an impressive. That's game the too. thing. Is,
2: some people are are not, which are <laughs> right, which could be pretty good players.
3: Which, what do you, like, which, what do you do? Did they learn a lesson from the whole Sloter debacle last year where they tried to practice squad him, and then he made a 53-man roster in Minnesota?
2: Like, do we do we pay better uh,
3: attention to I stuff like that? I think that was...
1: Um, uh,
2: I think you can't really pay attention to what, you're, yeah, what you don't have. Like, you, whatever happens to them is the thing. But, like, sure. say, for example, all of these, like, running backs, you probably are going to have guys that would make your team on some other years that are not going to make the team this year because it's so deep. I hope. That's a good problem to have. Well, and it could happen at
1: pass rusher, too. I mean, it's an Eddie Yarborough situation, right? Yeah. From a couple years. and He played well enough in camp that some years he's on your roster, but back then it was Ware and Shane Ray and Von Miller, and it was like – sorry man Shaq yeah. Barrett outperformed you we're going to let you go he's made a name for himself he made a home for himself I should say in Buffalo I was going
3: to say he's a starter there isn't yeah
1: he? I, uh, none, it depends on the on what scheme we're All running but, but. sometimes but he's a he's a he's a solid on the 53 yeah like we know he's going to be there Um, and he would have been for the Broncos a lot of seasons too it was just an unfortunate year could happen again at that position this year Um, so you know
3: just to go back to Kyle Slota and Trevor Simeon, do we think either one of them is going to have the better game? Yeah, I, don't
2: know. <laughs> I think I think Kyle Slota is going to have the better game to be either one honest. of those guys would be nice backups. I feel That's like they, yeah, as they are, yeah, yeah. Like, they're just like this. This perfect, they're perfect where they are. Trevor Simeon's actually a really solid backup quarterback to have.
1: He might be like the best backup quarterback in the league. People were saying that about EJ Manuel a couple of years ago when he signed. Like what kind of steady performance you might not get a world beater from him, but what kind of steady performance are you going to get from EJ Manuel? Yeah. I think you could say the same thing of Simeon, especially now that it's not all in his head. I think for him it was a lot mentally last year. It had
2: to be. I and mean, that's because that's he had games where he looked great, but then also had games where he looked like a tire fire. Yeah. And, I,
1: and that's why I think he's going to have a terrible game on Saturday. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you think it's going to get in his head
3: playing against yeah, his mean,
1: former wouldn't team? It, wouldn't it get in yours where it was like, I had the chance to be the guy for forever
2: here but he's for the just, next that, 10 years. But maybe he also like came and to I the think, realization that maybe he's just not like for most teams. Like yeah. he, he, he was given the opportunity. He came up short and sometimes that's just the way it is. It's not like a good or a bad thing. It's but just to be able
1: to move on from that. Yeah. You know, a I feel like I feel like the fact I, I really feel bad for him that his first game in a different uniform fresh start
3: is against his former right
1: team. back in that stadium. Like, I, I don't know, tough. man.
3: I, I, I feel like if I was in his position. I'd use that as a little bit of a motivator. motivator. Oh, does,
1: does Trevor yeah. Simeon strike you as a vengeance guy? Because he does not strike me as I mean, a that's fair, hot-headed vengeance guy.
3: <laughs> I, I would see him doing it more so than Paxton Lynch if we would have got rid of that I can guy. see Case Keenum <laughs> saying I'm
1: playing the entire first quarter and I'm going to drop 35 on these mofos. That I could see.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Like Just let him go out there and command this team and show us what he's <laughs> like, got. I'm
1: going to like, score 40 points in the first quarter just to make a damn point. <laughs>
3: Just to be like, hey, remember when you paid uh, Kirk Cousins $90 million guaranteed yeah, dollars? Was, well,
2: yeah. <laughs> so uh, out of those, actually, when we were speaking of like early plays, Cortland Sutton on the, the field with the first team? Uh, He's three on the depth chart. Right. So when At there's time, the yeah. Size, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but out there, you'll, so.
1: I think you'll see him more with the second team because he'll be a featured wide receiver there.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. So he'll get some time and not all of it with the first. It, it's yeah. really he'll, weird where they
3: have Cortland Sutton on the depth chart, too. He's number two behind Emmanuel Sanders as opposed to number two behind a guy who he kind of resembles
1: physically. Well, because Emmanuel Sanders really isn't an outside receiver. True. Like, you put him at the X so he's off the line of scrimmage, um, and you put Demarius at the Z because he's big and physical so he can be on the line of scrimmage. Um, So, if you put Sutton out there, those are two receivers that you want on the outside you really want a guy like sanders in the slot but Especially, sanders yeah. doesn't like playing in the <laughs> slot so that's a problem I know. you know so he, it makes although sense. he's been working in the slot in training camp
2: yeah he was and he did it a little he's bit done it before last
1: yeah. year or two years ago and he did, he worked out on the it
2: previously slot. just in general and he did it in pittsburgh
1: yeah days, so, he just yeah. doesn't yeah. like it is yeah. what i've heard
3: yeah
2: um
1: but i, I
3: think
2: i think that's I gonna either. be his
1: best matchup man
2: yeah, we'll, see. we'll Hi, see.
3: Who, which position for the Broncos do you think will be watched the most in this first preseason game? Quarterback. I mean, Case Keenum should be or will be. Will be.
1: Uh, tight end. I think everyone's. Wa- everyone and their mom is watching Jake. Butt. I don't. I, I don't, don't get it. But everyone and their mom is.
3: I don't disagree. I mean, I think tight end will. I think tight end will be. I think. I think running back should, should be. be. I
2: think the offensive line should be. Yeah, that's it. Well, and then, yeah, to see if Garrett Bowles has made any any strides in, in his ability to not commit penalties. I feel like people were part. too
1: hard on him last year.
2: He committed the most penalties of any player in the that's league. He was a
1: rookie that like, got put at left mm-hmm. tackle There's to face rookies Khalil Mack that- and Justin Houston. Like, duh, and Joey Bosa. Like, come on, cut the kid a break.
2: We'll see. Ah, second year, like, you get no breaks.
1: I feel like oh, second year, oh, it's done. God, give the guy <laughs> three years to
2: get into the league. It's not like he was garbage last year. He also has his habit of getting like hurt and then <sighs> coming right back. Be like, what? I, what was that all about? I mean, I, remember get him? He got carted off.
1: I think this is. A, I got to like be just, honest with you. I think this is a little bit of a to situation. The guy has a shitty attitude. And it comes across in any media stuff that he does. He just doesn't seem like a guy that you want to hang out with. He seems like, <laughs> seriously, he seems like the asshole at the bar who's too drunk. And like, you you know, at some point you're going to have to stand in between him and somebody else because he's going to try to start a fight. Like, he, he just comes across as
2: that a little guy. emotional.
1: I don't think he's actually that guy. I want to be clear. Okay, But he comes across as that guy when he's talking to the media. And I feel like that's part of the reason that everybody is so hard on him. I mean, he was a rookie left Tackle last year.
2: He still. It, 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 if you compare him to other rookie left tackles, he didn't. He perform. was a rookie
1: left tackle drafted at the end of the first round, not the beginning.
3: Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think. I think it's less. If I'm watching the offensive line on Saturday, it's less Garrett Bowles, more Jared Veldeer, Max Garcia, Connor McGovern, and possibly Sam Jones that I'm paying attention to because they have Connor McGovern as the. Uh, was he the the starting right guard? I think I on the depth know. chart they have Sam Jones as the backup center behind Paradise on their depth chart right yeah. now. So you're going to see these guys play positions that, like Sam Jones, is a guard.
1: Yeah. Well, but that's what's super interesting is that with the different the fact that they run out a second team. Right, you can see where what they really think of guys. Sure. Because when the second team runs out there, they're going to put them at the position they want to see them at, not the position they need to see them at. Correct. And I think that's why it's really interesting to watch preseason.
2: All right, let's wrap it up here on the Worst Damn Sports Show. Period. We move on with what is the worst? Are you doing this the one? Worst. You know, I'm not. I got another one in my head. It's a right. shorter and sweeter actually, and uh, it's something that actually. Came, this worked because it came up. As a serious thing as a much in sports center, not tennis, uh, earlier. <laughs> and that was the lines on preseason games and where they'd moved throughout the day today. <laughs> Who's doing that? (laughs) Who's betting on a preseason game? I just mentioned I like gambling. Sure, but not like that. Not that much. That's straight up a coin flip. That's straight up roulette where you're just saying, oh, sure, I'll put my money on Cleveland because the line moved two points. (laughs) We all know that the preseason games are just a – it's basically practice Yeah. Of, especially preseason game number one. <laughs> like that, you really are just like guessing.
1: Yeah, but we to... know who bets on that, right? Our old friend Joe Bevilacqua, yeah.
2: <laughs> Scott Van Pelt. So, right, like these other people that... gambling addicts. Yeah, you're absolutely. Saying, okay. Yeah. So it's there. I just think it's hilarious, and so I'll say, yeah, you're the worst if that is like your thing. Do we know what the line is for the Denver Minnesota? No, game? I didn't see it that. It won't be, it won't be finalized yet. Yeah. Cleveland went from a he went to a. Favorite somehow. So, probably because they're just going to play their starters the whole time. They're like,
1: we got to get all win, guys. Well, it's because we're <laughs> going to see more of Baker Mayfield. We right? got to get so used you, to winning. You got, a, you got a talented backup quarterback who's going to play the
2: majority of the game. Right. Until it's Cleveland, his head falls off.
1: <laughs> oh, Cleveland, I love you. I'm sorry.
2: The Who's factory is <laughs> Uh
3: Yeah, I'll go. Um, I am going to say that the worst is the NFL Players Association for their gift sending. Did you see the gift that Von Miller got by chance? I did not. So Von Miller was list- listed as one of the top 50 jersey sales among mm-hmm. players. Uh, So with that, the NFLPA and Fanatics like to send out a gift package to all these players saying, congratulations, you're in the top 50. Well, he got his the other day. He went to open it at Dove Valley, and it was Matthew Stafford's gift package. (laughs) He opened it up, and he's just like, "Uh, wait a minute. Why is there Detroit Lions insignia all over this? Matthew Stafford, what is going on? So somebody in their shipping department obviously labeled – Detroit as uh, Denver, <laughs> D- not even close. Whatever. But I, I haven't seen if Matthew Stafford got Von Miller's because that would be hmm. kind of a, a weird twist in but, all of this. But what?
1: wouldn't that actually be in the lay it on thick if they did that on purpose? Like they send Von Miller, Camille, Khalil Mack stuff and they send Khalil, <laughs> Khalil Mack, Justin Houston if, stuff. If that would have happened, then yes, that <laughs> like, would
3: because that would have been a real funny troll move. It would move, have been a solid is. troll move. But that's not be. what happened. But they messed up and they send Matthew Stafford. Tom Brady gets Nick Foles jersey. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah.
2: You know, it's uh, one thing the NFL is not known for is its sense of humor about stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that was no, just a mistake no.
3: yeah somebody, somebody labeled something wrong
1: <laughs> alright uh, I got two worse and uh, I'll just mention one real quick uh, apparently the European PGA tour sent their prize money to the wrong person Nice. The guy's name nice. was Tommy Fleetwood and some random guy that lives in Florida named Tommy Fleetwood got $150,000 from your Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like
2: Venmo. Yeah, it's it. yours if it happens. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. You just leave it sitting there yeah. so they can't get it back. Yeah, <laughs> so nice job, PGA. But
1: of course, we have to talk about this this unbelievable scene at the Chicago White Sox game last night. So this umpire comes <laughs> comes walking off the field seems pretty calm he's like gesturing towards his ear now you don't often see the umps walk off the field especially in the middle of the game he starts calling for the trainer so the trainer comes out normally this only happens if they get hit by a pitch or something maybe by a baseball that got hit he starts pointing to his ear the the guy starts looking in his ear and he's like come over here he gets like a cotton swab starts going in his ear you're like what is happening right now he gets a pair of tweezers reaches into his ear and pulls out a live moth. Yeah. <laughs> it is huge. Yeah. It is the, the nastiest <laughs> thing I have ever freaking seen. I And the guy, the umpire, is so nonchalant about it. He, like, pulls it out. He's like, huh. Look what I found! Hands it to the trainer on the tweezers and runs back out on the field.
2: I couldn't believe it was the it was so nasty. The trainer just sat there holding it for a while too, like it shocked. Yeah, and you can see like flapping.
1: I I think the like home plate umpire was like, "What happened?" And you see him like hold it up in the air, trying to show the home plate umpire like it it was a moth in his ear. I like how still here.
3: (laughs) I know this is the worst, but man, we should have laid it on thick for that umpire.
1: I mean, I didn't know whether to lay it on thick for the umpire or or make it the worst for the most disgusting, disturbing thing I, I've ever heard in I my life. I mean, I got life.
3: chills and I, I cringed very hard. <laughs> so it, it definitely was worthy
2: of the worst. That's
1: on my Twitter at ProducerDubsDUBZ <laughs> if you want to find it.
2: There you go. And I'm at, at iHeartStb, That is at Beardo. And we are at WorstDamn. If you want to follow us, that'd be great. Till next week. See ya.